Hootin' holler, baby. I'm back, baby. Happy Monday, everybody. There we go. Y'all y'all like the intro music? Specific, specifically chosen today. I'm gonna get a little off topic. No, it's Monday. Here, let's just listen to the music a little. Um, if you don't know, uh, today marks three years since Chester Bennington died. Um, I, I remember, I remember finding out, um, I was on my couch and this is back, you know, three years ago. So it was three summers ago. So I would have been going into 10th grade. Yeah. I've been going into 10th grade and you know, I don't, at this point, I don't really know much about me. I mean, like I obviously know who Lincoln Park is. Who doesn't know who Lincoln Park is? Um, you know, I don't know, like, really who Linkin Park is, you know, I know that there are, you know, a legendary band, you know, blah, 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 obviously, but, you know, I, I don't know what the music means, like I do now, three years later, um, and it, when I heard, you know, I mean, it's obviously sad, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't really know who he was, I just knew that he was, you know, lead singer Linkin Park, one of the biggest bands in the world, I mean, I'm not even a big fan of music at this point in my life, you know, dude, but, you no. Know, I Everybody knows who Linkin Park is. Everybody knows who Linkin Park is. And um, and looking back, not, I shouldn't say looking back, but looking to now, you know, what what the impact Chester Bennington had on not just music, not just rock music, not just hip-hop music, not just, you know, Chester Bennington had an impact on every single aspect of life, dude. You know, you turn you turn on any rock radio station, you turn on any two thousand hits playlist. You know, you turn on any you know, you turn on you no know, two thousands hip hop playlist. The Jay Z Collision Course, dude, that's one of the best albums in the world. Um, no, Chester Bennington could range anywhere. He was released here at Lincoln Park for a little bit. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, I think he did stuff with Audio Slave. Like, dude, he did everything. He could hit every single note. He could hit every single thing. And, you know, it's just, uh, it sucks when, you know, s- someone's taken too soon. Um, especially a legend like Chester Bennington, man. And it hurts, you know, three years later, and it still hurts, man. Bumping Linkin Park all day. Best Linkin Park songs waiting for the end in Paper Cut. If you want to get into some Linkin Park, I suggest those. But a Linkin Park's one of those bands, dude, that a Linkin Park... They're obviously a rock band, but they can range anywhere to anywhere. The Catalyst, dude, that's that's a beautiful song. Iridescent is one of the most beautiful rock songs, I think, in the world. Um, and then you got his heavy stuff. You know, you got, obviously, you got Paper Cut, you know, uh, One Step Closer. That's heavier, you know. And then you've got the hip-hop stuff with Jay-Z, dude. That that stuff is sick, dude. Mike Shinoda helped Chester Bennington become, you no, know, they're not only rock legends. They kind of range in the hip-hop, too. Hold up, uh, I'll pull some of this up, cause it's it's insane how good it is. It just flows so good. Num Num Encore is the best one off this one. Oh, this is an ad. Hang on.
it's just stuff like that, dude. Dude's a legend. Dude's a legend. Something like I said, he ranges anywhere, dude. Um, we miss you, Chester. We miss you, man. Shout out to Chester Bennington. Shout out to Lincoln Park. I can't imagine how hard of a day this is for Mike Shinoda. And you know, you know, let's just let's hear for all the dudes in Lincoln Park. That was pretty long applause, but they all deserve it, man. They all deserve it. Anyway, hate to get off topic, but you know, I just had to, I had to start it off. I, I love this podcast. I love Lincoln Park. I love Chester Bennington. I had to start off this podcast with tribute to Chester Bennington. Chester, we love you. We miss you. Anyway, here we go. Um, yeah. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. You know, it's obviously Underground New Monday. You know, MMA Monday, baby. But, you know, as you know, I like to, you know, talk a little bit before just by myself, chillax a little bit. Um, it was a good weekend. Rain, finally got some rain. We are in a little drought, dude. It's getting bad. Grass looks bad. But hopefully it's get better. It poured yesterday, dude. It poured, man. I used to be so scared of rain because, like, I thought with rain came storms. And, you know, I was I was one of those kids who was, like, if it was thunder outside, if there was thunder, if there was lightning, dude, I would go in the basement. I would I would I would crawl up in a ball, dude. I was horrified. You know, now I think they're kind of cool. Like it's sort of boring yesterday. I just went and looked at it. I just like opened the door, checked it out, man. It's just it's cool to look at. What else did I do? Oh yeah, man. Check this out. Shout out to the boys. Shout out to Vaughn and Brennan, man. Me, the three of us did it. We're waiting on Andrew to do it, but check this out, Underground Knee Gang. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. What do you guys think of that? Huh? What do you guys think of that? It's dirty, bro. I don't like when people call it a, a mullet, though, because I'm like the, like, like a mullet's like, that's like all country rednecks. Like, I'm like the least redneck person in the world, dude. I don't, I don't know anything. I know, like, three country songs just because my mom listens to it all the time. And uh, I'm like the biggest city boy, you know, whenever we go fishing, dude, I'm wearing like ultra boosts, high Nike socks, you know, a Nike shirt, Reebok shorts, you know, and then you got Pac and Brennan, you know, they're wearing their, their, their like their fishing boots, some old gross jeans that they, they just go fishing in, you know, and they've got it all down, man. You see me in white ultra boosts, man, you know, I, I, I don't make the cut, man. I don't make that country cut, but you know. I, I like to call it a mullet. Uh, it's what Vaughn calls it too, so it ain't just me. A mullet mohawk. It's like it's an actual thing. It's an actual thing, and this is what it is, dude. It's, it, this is what it is. It's sick. It's sick, man. Absolutely sick. The boys looking good. The boys looking straight fire, dude. It's here for the boys, man. We're all looking straight fire, dude. Best, the best four looking dudes in the five eight six are all best friends. What do you guys think of that, huh? What do you guys think of that? Imagine that. Imagine the four best-looking dudes, and you're all best friends, man. Because that's what we got. Shout out to the four shades, baby. Ow. Represent. Anyway. Yeah, man. It was a good weekend. Uh, what I do? Vaughn's grab party. That was a good time. Love hanging. I love hanging out with the boys, man. Love, I love seeing all his I love seeing all his family, dude. He's got, he's got a little nephew. He's like that tall. His name's Bentley. It's like the car. And his middle name's Miles. It's like the car. Cars everywhere, dude. Sweet name, and he's the, like, he's the coolest little dude, dude. I always he always just looks at me. He's got like those like you know when babies how like they have like those big eyes. Like he just looks at me, dude, and I just look at him back. He looks like Carlos from uh, 
from uh, he looks like Carlos from The Hangover, for being honest. And uh, you know, and like I'm like Zach Gal like we always compare ourselves to the guys from The Hangover, and I'm Zach Galifianakis because I'm the idiot. Um, and he, and he just looks at me, dude, and we just have a connection, but like we can't physically make a connection because he can't talk, but like our eyes just like lock, and we just stare at each other for like three seconds at a time, and then he starts playing with bubbles or something. But then, yeah, shout out to Bentley, shout out to the Petty family, love you guys. Um, yeah, but then, um, so. Good little grab party, two grab parties on Saturday, and then uh, after that was over, you know, had some fights, had some fights, weren't repping the Fight Island shirt, baby, send location, I wish I didn't buy this shirt, because it says send location, and that's Khabib's thing, and you know, we all know my relationship with Khabib, not my guy, not my favorite fighter on the roster, well, I'll put it that way, but yeah, we got three down, Three Fight Island cards are down, we got one more to go, we got uh, Darren Tilbert's Robert Whitaker this week. Weekend Saturday, that that's good fight, man. That is a good fight, dude. Like, I feel like that's one of those fights where, like, it can draw people who aren't even fans. Because, like, you know, if you're on Twitter at all, you see Darren Till's tweets. See, that dude is hilarious. Hilarious, dude. And then you have a, you no, know, just one of the greatest all-around people. He's not even a great dude. I mean, he is. He is, don't get me wrong. But he's just a great person in general dude in in Robert Whitaker he's a beautiful he's a beautiful dude you know I mean I'm not sure why he set out Uh, I'm not sure the exact reason I heard it was something with his daughter but just for him to even know risk his career for that you know you gotta respect the dude you gotta respect the dude I saw a video yesterday of him fighting for equality or something like dude the dude is a beast the dude is a phenomenal human being and he deserves it all I I don't know, though. I, I don't know. I think that Darren Till is going to be a little bit too big for him. Just like Israel Asanya was. Darren Till is a big 80... Er, I shouldn't say he's a... Because at 170, the dude was a huge 170-pounder. Now he's just a... He, he's a good-sized 185-pounder. I'm not really sure how big Robert Whitaker is. I know Darren Till's a big dude. I think Robert, Robert Whitaker is just no... A good-sized dude. I think Darren Till's a big dude. And he hits hard. But at the same time, you know, Robert, I feel like Robert Whitaker is better, is better technically. And I think that it could be a fight like Yoel Romero where they just keep going back and forth. Like, obviously, Yoel Romero is bigger than Robert Whitaker. But, you know, does, I think think the question comes down to it is, you know, is Robert Whitaker going to be able to land those big shots? You know, sure, he just got knocked out by Izzy. You know, is he going to be a little skeptic going back? Darren Till's got all the momentum. He's got all the fans coming off a win against Gastelum. Uh, when was that? That was the New York November. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was in New York, uh, November. I'm not sure it was eight months later, but still, whatever. Um. So, yeah, I'm pretty interested to see how that fight's going to go down. I'm pretty pumped. Pretty pumped for that fight. But before we get into the next week's card, the, this week's card, uh, we got to recap last week's, man. We got to recap last week's. Um. I didn't watch much of the card. I watched a little bit. Uh, I watched, uh, let's see, I watched that Askarov fight. I watched a little bit of the Jukasey fight. Uh, I didn't watch the Gaslam fight, but, I mean, you know, I watched it after. And then I watched uh, the main main event um, in the prelims. You know, I know that uh, Grant Dawson looked good. Grant Dawson looked good. That dude's a beast. Uh, Joe Duffy 
Got submitted in two minutes and then retired. He's a legend. Shout out to Joe Duffy. Good luck in retirement. Uh, Brett Johns beat... I, th- I think I saw some of that fight. Brett Johns defeat Montel Jackson. It's a good fight. 29-28, 29-29 across all. Grant Dawson looks looks good. Um, but yeah, let's get into the main card because that's what I you know actually watched. Um, um, I'll be honest. I didn't really... I watched it. I didn't pay much attention. Um... Askar Askarov versus Alexandre Pantoja. I remember Pantoja from the Ultimate Fighter. That's why I, you know, tuned in a little bit. But, you know, it's one of those fights where, you know, if Figueredo, you know, tested positive again, you know, they thought it was a fluke. If he tested positive again, they're just going to throw Pantoja in against Joey B, which would have been a good fight, actually, thinking, looking back. But, you know, Figueredo is obviously all good, so no worries. And... Askar Askarov, you know, I thought Pantoja was going to handle him well, but Askarov came out looking good. He looked good, man, and he got the win over Pantoja. That's a good win. I mean, it's the thing about flyweights, dude. Like, this is the number four. Wait, yeah, it was number four and the number seven flyweights, and you're like, who, man? Who? It's no disrespect to the flyweights, but it's like, you know, it's just kind of, you know, people aren't tuning into these fights. I think that the flyweights are awesome, dude. I love the flyweights, dude. You know, I was I've been seeing a lot of things on, on Twitter lately where like flyweights are just as exciting as the heavyweights are, dude. It's just it's see, I mean, sure, you know, the flyweights don't have the power that the heavyweights do, but they just got the speed and the agility. It's just if you're like a technical fan and you like to watch, you know, the striking, and you like to watch the speed and the combinations, then flyweights for you, man, because you know it's these it's these dudes who are just coming in there and and you blink and they throw six shots and they slip and then they you know. Go ahead, kick and like. The only thing is, is the no. I mean, they're obviously smaller dudes. You know, it doesn't. There's not a lot of power there, but I mean, hey, you know, that's for some. Some people it's for them. Some people it's not. I I never used to be a fan of flyweights, but you know, recently, I've been becoming a bigger fan just because you know I'm trying to keep that division alive. I love that division. I love. I shouldn't say I love the division, but I love a lot of the guys. You know, I like Brandon Royval. Um, Tim Elliott's good. Uh, Brandon Moreno, number 16 seed in the Ultimate Fighter, and now he's, what, number three in the UFC flyweight rankings. Unreal. Pantoja's from the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, uh, if you're on the Ultimate Fighter and now you're there, you're a beast. Um, and then my favorite flyweight is Kai Car France. I love that dude since the Ultimate Fighter. When the Ultimate Fighter started, that was my guy to, to win. He obviously didn't, but eventually got his contract, and he's looked good. He's looked good so far. Good for him. Who else is it? Joe B., and then Figueroa, I'll get into him in a minute, but that's some good. That's a good division. Um, Ariana Lipsky, I think that she's the one. She's like the queen of violence. She had that knee bar, dude. That was insane, dude. Carolina was screaming, dude. She was like tap, 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 tap. No, that 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 looked painful. That was just that was violent. If you're a fan of violence, then that was violent, violent. I, I think her name's like Queen of Violence, isn't it? I don't feel like looking it up, but I think it is. But she looks good. Like, see her back soon, especially if they're quick. No, dude, imagine flying, what is it, at least from Vegas, it's, what, 15 hours? Imagine flying 15 hours to Abu Dhabi, cutting all the weight, and losing in a minute 28 seconds. And you probably only made, like, 20 grand, maybe, if you're lucky, for that fight, so... I don't know, man. I don't know. 
Check out uh, my interviews with Gray Maynard and Ian McCaughlin and talk hear more about fighters pay. But, you know, that's a different story for a different date. We ain't going to get into that, but Lipsky looks good. See you back soon. Um, this was a fight that, you know, I, I've never been high on Mark to Casey. You know, he's one of those dudes who's, he, he is fun to watch. He's explosive to watch. But I think that his explosiveness, you know, is kind of wearing out. Sure, he was on a three-point losing streak, came back, got two in a row. And then they gave him this, you know, Rafael Fejev to people like, oh. But that dude is from the Matrix, dude. That dude is from the Matrix. That dude's a beast. Got performance of the night. He deserves that wholeheartedly. I want to see that dude back ASAP. I want that guy back. That dude looks good. Especially, I'd give him a name like Mark Jacaski. Mark Jacaski, and for him to go out and have a performance like that, you know, that's a good win. That's a good win. He can build off that win and set him up for some good stuff in life, dude. That dude looked good. Um, and then we'll get in the you know, the main and co-main and the main because, you know, I feel like I can talk a lot about these. Um, Jack Hermanson beat Gaslam. I didn't expect that. I'm not a bad Gaslam fan by any means. Never have been. Probably never will be. And I expected Gaslam to have a field day. Um, that's another thing, though. It's another thing to think about, dude. Like, you fly 15 hours to fight and you lose in a minute and 18 seconds. Come on. Man, it sucks. I feel I I feel bad for being honest, but you know, Jack, that was a beautiful heel hook. Beautiful heel hook. I did not expect that in the lead, slightest. Um, I wanted her man's in the wind. Don't get me wrong, but I just expected Gaslam to you know have a little bit more experience against top level competition. No, he had, dude. How how do you have the fight of the year with the greatest one eighty five pounder and then get tapped by Jack Hermanson in a minute and eighteen seconds? No disrespect to Hermanson. It's just I feel like there's levels to the game, um. But this sets up a, a weird, a weird standstill at the, at the middle of the middleweight division, because now you got, all right, you got Israel signing Paulo Costa. That's signed, done, deal. I decided he's gonna put in work, dude. Paulo Costa's an overrated fighter in the 85 division. He's big. He's big. So is Yo Romero. Yo Romero's what? Lost three of his last four. Just. Just telling you, just telling you, I decided he's going to have a field day. Easier, easier win than Rob. No disrespect to Rob, but hey, just no. Um, but it's just a weird standstill. And you got Robert Whitaker, Darren Till. Winner of that is getting the next title shot, 100%. 100%. You know, especially if, if Robert Whitaker wins, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But if Darren Till wins, UFC's definitely giving him a title shot. Because there's no way you can go from one to, what, three? Like, no. If you beat the one contender, even though he's not getting the shot, if you beat the one contender, you're getting the, the dude next. Um, if, if Robert Whitaker wins, I can maybe see him doing him versus Jared Cannonier again for the belt or for the win or two fight Adesanya or Paul Costa if he gets lucky. But, you know, you got Robert Whitaker Darren Till this week. You got Yoel Romero versus Uriah Hall soon. Uh, and then you got Jared Cannonier, who's, you know, recovering. And then you got Kelvin Gaslam at the bottom. And so and so you look at it, and you're like, okay, what does Gaslam do? Because he obviously, you know, he lost the till. Yoel Romero's booked. Costa's booked. Whitaker's booked. Darren Till's booked. Hermanson just beat him. You wait and give him Cannonier? Like, I, I don't think that that's a... 
Like, I don't know if that would make sense. I think I think that Jared Cannonier should wait and then potentially try and make a, a reason to fight Israel Adesanya or to fight you know, Paul Acosta if he wins. I think that I think that Jared Cannonier should wait it out and try and get a vibe for the belt next. Do I think he'll get it? I don't know if he's a draw yet. But you can't match him up with Hermanson. You can't. Next for Hermanson's gotta be gotta be the loser of Till and Whitaker. It has to be. Has to be. Because he's in a weird stance, so he can't fight Jared Cannonier. He just lost. What? That was in what? Like a year ago, round right now? See, so you can't give him Jared Cannonier. I guess you could maybe give him your Romero if he gets past oh, Uriah Hall, which I think he will pretty easily. But that, that division's weird right now. It's weird. And then Gaslam, you know, what are you going to do? Give him Derek Brunson? I feel like that's a way step down in competition. Like Gaslam's like, he's obviously hung up with their, hung up there with the best, dude. He fought Israel Adesanya and had the fight of the year. Not in my eyes. I thought that's supporting versus Max Holloway was better. But, no. That's a no. That's a fight that no, was heavily contested, but then the champ took it. I so I say, the winner of Whitaker Till fights the winner of Costa Adesanya, and then Jerry Cannonier waits, um, and then Hermanson fights Yoel Romero if he can get by your eye all. Because Hermanson ain't getting a title shot, dude. That's not a draw at all. Not at all. Will he ever be? I don't know. I don't really know if he'll ever be a draw, to be honest. Because, I don't know. Who's going to fight? Go Romero? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that fight will sell. But, like, him versus... He already lost to Cannonier. He can't do that again. So that's a weird standstill, man. I'm telling you. Weird standstill. Anyway, and then you get the main event. Uh, Davison Figueredo and Joseph Benavidez. Um, a little bit... It was... A beautiful, flawless performance for, for Figueredo. Um, I feel like a lot of people expected it. I don't know if people expected it to be that, that, uh, what's the word? That bad. <laughs> I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't think people expected it to be that bad. Um, but no, Figueredo looks good, dude. He looks good, dude. Really, really, really good. Who's going to beat him at 125? I don't know. I guess give him Brandon Moreno next just because and have that headline a cable card or a co-main event for a pay-per-view. But that is a that is a scary 125 champ, dude. This could be Mighty Mouse too. Because you know, you got you got Figueredo. He's a beast, dude. He's quick. He hits hard. And if you want to match him up with somebody who could take his belt, give him Moreno. Somebody who does the exact same fight back. Aggressive, quick, and let's see. I think I think Figueredo destroys him personally. But you know, I mean, if you want you know the best fight, you know, that's your that's gonna be your best option. Besides that, dude, Cody Garbrandt said that said that he can make 125. I would love to see him go down and fight Figueredo, dude. That would be a good fight. That would be a good fight for two reasons. For one reason. They both hit hard. And they're both fun to watch. I guess that's two reasons, actually. But they are some. They both fight the same, and I think that that could be a great fight down the road. Will it happen? I don't know. If Garbrandt fights Marais and loses, I don't see him staying at 35. I see him going down to 25, being like, yo, no, yo, a Figueredo, let's, let's do this. 
and Figueredo wants a payday, him versus Garbrandt will be the biggest payday that Flyweight can make. If you want Flyweight to make money, you do Figueredo versus Garbrandt. Besides that, there's no fights. Well, what's going to sell? Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno? People listening is probably like, who's Brandon Moreno? I mean, I know who he is. I think he's a beast. But I feel like the normal person doesn't. So Cody Garbrandt is a, I should say he's a superstar, but for Bantamweight, he's probably the biggest star. Yeah, duh, never mind. He is the biggest star. He's the biggest star at 135 right now. And, you know, for him to go down to 25, hit a business at 25 against these smaller dudes, and then he gets a you no, know, he gets his record padded. Goes up to bantamweight with confidence, more experience. Not that he needs the experience, but you no, know, he goes up to, back up to bantamweight with more experience. Handles business there. He'll be a two-time, ch- uh, he'll be a double champ. One twenty-five, one thirty-five. He'll be the next Henry Cejudo, just a little less cringy. And then for Joe B, you know, just love the dude, love the dude. How can you not? Um, but hey, hang it up, dude. Hang it up, man. You've got an, you've got a beautiful wife. You know, you can do commentary. You, you can work for the UFC. We just don't want to see you in there anymore, man. With all due respect, you're a legend of the game, Joe B. But it's time to hang it up, man. It's time to hang it up. I don't want him to hang it up, but it's time, man. Sometimes you can just see it in their eyes. Um, and it's just it's time. He's 35, you know, and... I don't know, man. I think I think that he should be done. I think he should be done. Like, yeah, he's really good. But I just don't know if, you know, he's fought a lot of these dudes. And I don't know if that's going to, you know, do anything. Is he just going <coughs> to, excuse me, is he just going to, you know, keep fighting these dudes and then get title shots and lose? Like, he's never going to reach the top. No, I think last fight, if it wasn't for Bennett, for for a Figueredo, a missing weight, he wouldn't have gotten another title shot ever, probably. But hey, you know, UFC does what they're gonna do. Joe Joe B does what he's gonna do. He's got a beautiful wife. I just go home, you know, and just work for the UFC. You know, don't have to have the stress of having the fight, having the camp. You know, just, you know, go there, do your work, be done. Um, so yeah, good card this week or good card last week, I should say. And uh, got one more, one more fight out of the fight. Uh, Bellator's back. Ricky Bandejas, the dude who beat uh James Gallagher, the goat of Bellator, is back on uh Friday. Aaron, Aaron Pico's on the card too. Oh my god, dude! Aaron Pico's on this card, dude. That's a good card already. Sergio Pettis making his Bellator debut too. Just tune in, man. This is gonna be a good one. Going to be a good one. I love Bellator. I love what they're doing. Bellator pays the fighters good. I've never heard people love how do you how can you not love Scott Coker, dude? You know, Bellator's looking good, dude. Glad to see them back in the game. Sports are coming back. Baseball's coming back this week. Sports are coming back. Then, you know, UFC obviously you got a good card this week. Robert Whitaker, Darren Till's the main event. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know to watch this watch this card. Gustafson's making his heavyweight debut against Fabricio. Should be easy business for him, in my mind. Uh and then you got Shogun versus Big Nog. Um the third one, it should just be the retirement bout. You know, who can retire on top, who's going to retire a loser. Um, and then you got Alex Oliveira, Peter Sabata. I saw Alex Oliveira fight in the my my fate, my personally second favorite fight of all time. 
second favorite fight of all time, which was Alex Oliveira versus James Medeiros. I'm watching it live. I'm like, this is fight of the night. Justin Gaethje came with Eddie Alvarez, stole it that night. I, st- I will say it to the day I die. That was the fight of the night. That was the fight of the year. UFC 218 was the greatest card of the year. Just think about it. You had knockout of the year, fans and gotten over over him. You had fight of the year, even though not in my mind. Um, Justin Gaethje versus Eddie Alvarez. And you had Alex Oliveira versus Rianti Medeiros, which was a war. I thought it was fight of, the, fight of the night, fight of the year. Then you got Paul Felder was on the undercard, dude. Henry Cejudo was on that card. Dominic Reyes was on the prelim, on the fight pass prelims, dude. Insane. Got Paul Craig on this card. Carlos Spars on this card. This is this is a good card. This is the second best card. And Kamzat Kamaev, however you say his name, is coming back fighting Reese McKee. That dude is a beast, dude. That dude looks good. I am so excited to see this dude. This dude can be a superstar. This dude can be a star. He's gonna be good. And Dude, this is the first fight of the night. It's the best fight of the night. Nathaniel, the prospect, Nathaniel Woods, coming back. First fight since John Dodson, baby. I'm pumped. P-U-M-P-E-D, pumped. See Nathaniel Wood back. Um, And, you know, I don't see why he shouldn't be. That, this is going to be a problem at 135. Sure, he lost to Dodson. Dodson's a legend. You know, he's getting he's getting there, man. He just got signed. That was, what, his third UFC fight. He's going to be his fourth. He's going to handle John Castaneda. That's how you say his name. And I'm pumped, pumped, P-U-M-P-E-D, pumped to see Nathaniel Wood back in action, baby. Nathaniel Wood's a beast. Um, what else is going on? Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya is a done deal. Uh, September, what, 19th or something like that? UFC 253, Abu Dhabi or Vegas, they said. Um, I, I've already given my input on it, man. I've already given my input. I think Adesanya handles business. I don't want to say it's the Romero fight, but it ain't going to be an exciting fight. You know, it's going to be one of those, re- like, it's going to be contradictory to me because, you know, I hate when Kamaru does it, but, you know, Izzy's going to have to do what he has to do to win the belt. Is it going to be fun to watch? Am I excited to see that fight? No. But, you know, it's the same thing. You know, I'm not a fan of it, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to retain the belt. You got to do what you got to do to make all that money, dude. And if that's what you gotta do, that's what you gotta do. Do it up. Um, not I'm not a fan of those like Kamaro, Usman, Khabib. But you know, if that's what you gotta do, that's what you gotta do. So you gotta do support the family. Then you gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. Then whatever, do whatever you want. What else? Ah, oh, jeez, trying to think off the top of my head. What else is back? Um, yeah, man. Henry Cejudo saw Mike Perry. That was funny. Mike Perry's a beast. Henry Cejudo's a beast. I, I hope I hope Cejudo gets Volkanovski next. I know it sounds weird, but I think that Cejudo will beat Volkanovski. That's the weird part, too. That's another weird part. I think he beats Volkanovski quite easily. Quite easily. And then, you know, it, it, when he gets Cejudo, people like Max Holloway, I, I don't know if, they, if he wins that. But, like, I think he could beat Volkanovski. Volkanovski, he's a small dude. And I think that Tehudo's good. I think that his whole gimmick is taking away from the fact, has taken people off of the fact that he is a good fighter, dude. He's a good fighter. He's one of the greatest of all time. And I, I love to see that. Love to see that. I don't care what anybody says. I'm pumped for that. Um, 
I don't know, man. I think that's all we got. Oh, yeah. I had my first two amateur boxing matches. 2-0. Yep. No, dude. I learned that I, I'm a counter puncher, man. You know, I, I I would throw two jabs, get my distance. They'd come in with a power hook. I'd, I'd slip left. I'd go left hook. Then their head's this way. I'd go uppercut, jab, left hook again, dude. I... I just do the I just do the counter against Eddie Alvarez performance, dude. That's all he did. Slip left, left hook, uppercut, uppercut, left hook again, puts him away. And that's what I do, man. I I work on my Conor McGregor uh combos a lot. That's how I know. I watch his fights a lot, if you couldn't tell. But this is all we got for today, man. Thank you guys for listening. Um I'll be back tomorrow, I think, with uh Dakota. Uh love to do that one. And uh, I'm pumped to do it. Um, leave for school in like four weeks. Sick, three and a half actually. Jeez, I'm scared. Anyway, um, so we got for today. I'll see you guys. I'll see Underground MMA or I'll see Underground Four fans tomorrow, and I'll see Underground Knee fans next week, baby. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Uh, I got Darren Till taking it. Um, let me know what you think, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.